0: Somebody excited to be in the presence of the Lord. Praise the Lord! Yeah. Hallelujah! Thank you very much, Pastor Jide. Um, for I don't know if I deserve that introduction, but um, but thank you for your leadership. Thank you for your, um, you know, God does work in mysterious ways, like like Pastor mentioned, and. I remember the first time I heard about Agape House of Worship. Um, I think I went on the website and I saw Pastor's picture. I was like, (laughs) I know him. (laughs) But the rest is history. But more importantly, God has a word for us today. Either you are here in the sanctuary or you are joining us from wherever you may be, you know, through our various um, social media platforms. The Lord has a word for you today. In fact, even I know that the Lord has a word for me today. I plan to listen to this message after the fact because sometimes when you are standing in that position, when you are um, ministering as a prophet, you are streaming what God is saying. So I truly, I fully expect that I I don't know everything that I'm going to say in the course of um, our time because I believe that, you know, uh, after Pastor shared that I was going to be giving this, uh, the, the, the message today, I knew that in my spirit I had received a word, I had received a message. But, well, you know, our minds, are, our minds don't operate at the same speed as our spirits. So I've been trying to unpack what God has downloaded for the last, you know, call it maybe two weeks or so. But God, and I, as to be honest, I started getting a bit nervous because I'm like, I, I don't think I, I know it's there, but I just need my mind to fully grasp. But the Lord just gave me a confirmation in so many ways between yesterday and today. You know, um, one of the <laughs> interesting, this morning when we were praying, Isaiah 61 has been, I've been saying, God, okay, Your spirit is upon me. You've asked me to go to, you know, to set the captives free, to bring a word, to bind the brokenhearted. But the one, I've always had that for many ministrations, but the one thing that the Lord highlighted to me in a new way this time around was that to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. So I believe that, you know, God has a word for you today to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. I've, timed, I've titled this message, Timed for Purpose, Purposed for a Time. Timed for Purpose, Purpose for a Time. And we need to explore two key concepts that impact Every single living being, no matter who you are, you could be young, old, rich, poor, it doesn't matter what your color of skin is, time and purpose happens to all of us. What is, what is purpose? What is purpose? Some people may say, well, I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Purpose is the reason for which something is done or created or the purpose for which something exists. Okay? What is time? What is time? If this were like a Bible study format, we would have said <laughs> maybe people should give responses. What is time? Time is one, of the, is one of those things that is, we all know what it is, but it's so hard to define. Okay, somebody said, it's the indefinite continued progress of existence and events in the past, present, and future, regarded as a whole. You can measure it either in, terms, in absolute terms or in terms of a period. Okay, so which comes first? Is it time or purpose? Which outranks the other? Is it time or purpose? I believe the answer to that is a matter of what realm are you talking about. If you are talking about the natural realm, then time governs purpose. That's why when you wake up and it's 7 o'clock, you know what, to be do, what you ought to be doing at 7 o'clock. Right? Time tells us what we ought to be doing in the natural realm. Amen? Time tends to trigger the activities that we, that we do. The Bible does say in Ecclesiastes 3, I'm going to quickly run through it, to everything there is a season, and a time for every purpose and uh, every purpose under heaven note that it says there is a season to everything but for every purpose where under heaven and that is very significant There is a time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot. And it goes all the way through. And the Spirit of God pointed out something that I never realized until now. He said, yeah, there are seasons for everything in all of creation, but for time. Time only relates to things that are under heaven. In other words, in heaven, there is no time. See, heaven is... Time is too limiting for heaven. In the spiritual realm where God operates, time is too limiting for God. God, or pre- God is larger than time. God is transcendent. is preeminent. Okay, if you're not convinced, let's still go on. In Genesis 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving or hovering over the waters. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light was good. He separated that light from the darkness. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And there was evening. And there was morning. The first day. Time began after God started the creation. God, you see, it's so hard for us in our current state, to be able to comprehend. But God exists in a timeless realm. In fact, the reason why God gave us time is to help us because the Bible says that he knows our frame. He knows our weaknesses. He he knows our limitations. (laughs) Can you imagine living in this world without time? it would be massive confusion. I mean, it, would, it, it, it just would not work. Many times we say, oh, you know, I wish I had more hours in a day. Are we wiser than God? The truth is that God knows that you have enough of the time that you need because after you keep going for a while, you need to shut down and rest and pick it up again. He knows exactly what he was doing when he set the rotation of the earth. In the beginning, see, the Bible records it that way because there is no way for you to write eternity. How do you write eternity? How do you write what was happening in eternity? which is the realm God dwells. So they had, to, they, had to make it, they had to define it somehow, and that's why it says, in the beginning. Because there is no other way to define eternity. Eternity is endless. And that is where God is. We're going somewhere. God created the heavenly realm and the earthly realm before he created the people who are going to be dwelling in those realms or the beings that were going to be dwelling in those realms. The Bible says in Psalm 90 verse 2, before the mountains were born or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. That is where he dwells. Trust me, you, we can't, our brains, the way we are set up right now, we cannot comprehend eternity. It's impossible. In fact, as I was just, you know, preparing, I just, felt, again, I felt the Spirit of God was just streaming. And he says, you can, you can imagine it like in heaven, there's a room, like, a, you know, where within that room, Time, we can operate in time. So when we choose to, we can operate in time. But normally, ordinarily, we exist in a timeless environment. We're going somewhere with this. So the Lord then told me, he gave me one. (laughs) This really, really just lit up a light bulb in my head. God says, you know what? He says, my people need to understand this. He says, because I, I dwell in a timeless realm, I can negotiate with you on timing, but I will never negotiate with you on my purpose. I was like, is this really God? Okay, I need a scripture to back it up. And God says, okay, Exodus 34:6. when he proclaimed himself to Moses, he said, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. God says, I choose to be slow in anger. I can choose to work on my timing with you because I know your weakness. And the same Bible says in 2 Peter 3.8, it says, but do not forget one th- this one thing, dear friends, with the Lord. A day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like one day. Does that make any sense? It doesn't really in the human, right? In human, I mean, in human thinking, how does that make sense? A thousand days, a thousand years is like one day and a day is like a thousand years. How? But the only way you can understand that is if you dwell in a timeless realm. It makes complete sense to God. But for us human beings, we struggle to understand how can that be possible. Hallelujah. So the Lord just wants to tell us today that If you really want to, I set timing in the natural realm. There are laws around time. But if you really want to exist in my purpose, if you really want to fulfill my purpose for you, you need to let me help you to operate from a timeless realm. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but... The Lord wants to do some work of recovery today. You know, Pastor was preaching um, on, on, on uh, Saturday, I'm um, sorry, um, uh, Friday night, the outpouring. And some of the words that Pastor was giving, I was just like, okay, thank you, God. God, you're already confirming what you want to do. Speaking of confirmation. My daughter just handed me a card yesterday that said um, Ecclesiastes 3.11. And I was saying, I was like, <laughs> I said, wow, you just confirmed that she was excited. She was like, what, what? And I said, yeah, I mean, you know, I was look, looking through my notes. And what does this say? It says, he has made everything beautiful in his time. I've always heard that scripture, but God gave me a different take on it yesterday. He says, what I'm saying there is that I dwell in a timeless realm. I make things, and then I can place it into a particular time. You see, that was why when Lazarus died, God was unshaken. He had already brought Lazarus back to life. In his own mind, in fact, Lazarus never died. That was why he, he, Jesus, was not disturbed. One day, two day, three days, doesn't make any difference to him, because why? God was going to insert and make everything beautiful in His time. The Lord has a word for someone today saying, <laughs> you are so caught up in the fact that you are delayed, quote, unquote. He says, have I not already said I make all things beautiful in my time? People could call you slow. Slow. People can mock you. But again, if you would let him do his will, he will make all things beautiful. In when? In his time. Because in his time, everything fits his purpose. He said, he said, (laughs) wow, thank you, Jesus. He said, what is my purpose? 3 3 John 1 verse 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you prosper in all things and you be in health just as your soul prospers. From this word, God is going to be unpacking What he has in store for us today. I don't know about you, but when I read this, it seems like the priority there is the prosperity of your soul. And the Lord says, I just want everyone to remember today that eternity is not a choice, eternity is not your choice. The choice that you have is where you spend eternity. He said it's either the lake of fire or heaven. It's just that simple. It's a binary choice. But we know the purpose of God is that all of us accept him as our Lord and Savior, so that we can have a gate pass to heaven, so that our names can be struck off from the, from the book of those going to the lake of fire. So I please, I want to beg everyone who is under the sound of my voice, if for whatever reason you are not assured that you have your name written in the book of life, you need to be saved. In fact, it is so important, it is the top thing on God's agenda that we ought to just take that time now to pray with you through this. There is nothing more important. There is nothing more important. Even in heaven, the Bible records that when any single person gives their life to Christ heaven literally stops to celebrate. So we need to take some time now. Again, if you are not sure, you ought to be sure. It's not a work that you can do or I can do. It's the work that Jesus Christ has done on the cross. So let's just pray now. Father, we thank you, Lord, For someone who maybe you don't even know how to pray, you can just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I accept that I was born a sinner. I accept that I am unworthy of of you, unworthy of, of heaven. But I appreciate that Jesus Christ died for my Lord and for my sins. And at this moment, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. And I invite him I invite you, Jesus, to be the director of my life from this moment forth. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. (laughs) According to the wisdom of God, it is literally that simple. To arrive your name being crossed out of of the book of hell and being written in the book of life. All right. That being taken care of, The next thing we're going to move on to is prospering in all things, including our health. Thank you, Father. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to deliver liberty to the captives, to bind the brokenhearted, I've been praying and meditating on that word. And as we were praying for the service this morning, um, General Amos, that was the last thing he raised. He just just said, let's pray for the service. And he started to pray from um, Isaiah 61. And I just said, thank you, Jesus. Because truly, you want to do a work of healing. Father, we just thank you at this moment for everybody that you are touching. In a way that only you know, whether they are here physically or, you know, joining from wherever. Holy Spirit, we thank you because you are touching people right now. Thank you, Lord. Uh, thank you, Father. I just, you know, I'm just sensing that there's, um, there's at least one person, and it's, it seems like this is a female, who has some type of issue with the legs. Uh, it might be the two thighs. Maybe difficulty in walking. And we are just blessing what God is doing in that body right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, for lifting that person up to stand firmly on their feet, lifting them up and giving them the strength they need to be able to walk without difficulty in the name of Jesus. Wherever you are, wherever you are, please just stand now and begin to just, you know, stand upon that word that the Lord has released. Father, we thank you for healing. We thank you for healing. Ma teke rebo sopra manate kerebo sopra manate kerebo sopra manate We thank you for your healing power. We thank you for your healing power right now. Ma teke rebo sopra katanda kerebo sopra kerebo. Thank you, Father. Ma teke rebo sopra manate shekerebo sopra kata. Thank you father thank you father thank you father for varaka pariti ke briyaka te indeed indeed ma te ke debo sopramana ta kalabasi te The healing power of God is available. You know, there have been people who have been troubled. The Lord said, some of my children have been troubled with mental mental illnesses. Mental illnesses. Mental illnesses. Mental illnesses. And there's a particular person that it it seems the Lord is highlighting right now. Um, And it says that you are the beginning stages of, of, of some type of compulsive behavior. Thank you, Father. And to that person, Jesus Christ has ransomed your soul. And you have been set free. And you need to declare and declare boldly that Jesus Christ has set me free. The blood of Jesus has set me free. Because the Lord says the enemy will come. He will come back again. He will try to come back. That is what he always does. And I've already said that in my word. It's not a surprise. But he says when he comes, you need to boldly declare to him that the blood of Jesus Christ has set me free. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We're still going on. And the, the word of God is... Is, a, is is also targeting another group of people. Again, you know, God confirms things in very mysterious ways. This relates to people that have been, you know, uh, you believe your life has been ca- categorized by delay. Or one thing I heard in particular was that, you know, people who... Um, your 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 maybe career or earning potential has been increasingly um, has been going downward. It's going the neg in the negative direction, where it's you, know, you always remember those 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 um, yester yester years as the best years, and the Lord says there is there is there is something demonic about that. He says because. What my word says is that the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter. So whoever that person is, I believe for your, for your sake, the Lord gave that word. He sent me to declare the acceptable year of God's favor for you. He has sent me to declare the acceptable year of his favor for you. The Lord is saying that I will, (laughs) he's, he's bringing about an intervention and he says, I will redeem the times on your behalf. He says, I will not only, I will not only bring you back to where you ought to be and beyond, I will also restore you. Just to be very clear what that means, if, for example, you were, maybe in the past, you know, you were earning, say, $100,000. And circumstances of life, whatever, you find that you've just never been able to meet that number, perhaps you are now earning $70,000 or $75,000. God is saying, because you've lost so much for a period, my restoration that I have for you is not only that you will get beyond the 100,000. He says, I also have a record of how much you've lost over the years. And the Lord says that I am bringing a restoration to you. I am bringing a restoration to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's also saying that, he's saying for some people, um, he's saying, I'm also elevating your stature. Delay sometimes comes in the form of Influence, meaning you should have reached a certain point of influence, and the enemy has been working to restrict your development or your growth or your prosperity. The Lord says, Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. The Lord says that, he says, he says, some of my people are even still, even still, it's like you're finding it hard to believe that I can do this. He says you're finding it hard to believe that I can position you where I want. He says, so, so, it's like sometimes you're still saying there's, some, there's a level to which I don't, I don't, I don't know if God can, can actually get me there. The Lord says, there is no seat higher than my seat. He says, there is no seat higher than my seat. And he says, and I will perform this just for my own namesake. He says, I will perform it for my namesake, for my purpose. Also because... When you are in that seat, I have need of you. I have need of you. I was wondering, okay, God, what, and then he took me to the book of, um, Wow. Luke 19, 43, 44. You know, I'm going to just paraphrase. It says that, Some of his children are suffering now because they missed the day of their visitation. I don't know who you are, but you missed, and you know that you missed the day of your visitation. There was an opportunity that you missed, and that has set you back for so long. But the Lord says he is in a restoration mode today. He says... He's giving second chances because he needs you to fulfill his purpose in that role. And the Lord just pointed me to um, 1 Kings 18:3, the story of Obadiah. Many of us know the story of Elijah; few people know the story of Obadiah. Many people know that Obadiah was uh, um, that uh, uh, Isaiah was. Protected by God, you know, he went out into the, you know, uh, the brooks, right? He was fed by a raven and all that. Few people know the story of Obadiah. You see, God has multiple ways he can accomplish his purpose. Obadiah was actually an instrument, another instrument in God's hands. While God was dealing with Elijah directly, God was using Obadiah to protect another hundred prophets. When Jezebel was looking to destroy and kill the prophets, God had already prepared Obadiah. And you know what? Obadiah was not, at that time, he was not a pastor or priest. He was doing his regular day, secular job. He was the palace administrator. Perhaps in today's um, parlance, we would say he was the chief of staff to the president. But the Bible declares concerning him that Obadiah was a devout believer in the Lord. Obadiah was was someone who feared the Lord greatly. God is looking to raise Obadiahs. Because the marketplace is the bigger congregation. The marketplace is the bigger congregation. The way God really wants to have it, he wants us to be out there influencing and doing his will. God never designed for the church to be just, you know, like a group of people, homogeneous, just, you know, like a circular thing, we are all just, we only talk to ourselves, and no, 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 God prepared Obadiah for such a time like that. Now, to be clear, somebody of that, I mean, Obadiah was, it takes a lot, I mean, you know, it's, it's a certain level of stature that you need to be the palace administrator. I mean, that's a pretty powerful person. That's a very learned person. That's a very influential person. A very wealthy person. But he was devout. Success should not determine your faith in God. Oh, you were always eager to pray and join every... And then God got you to a certain level and then you became too cool. You became too busy. For God. what purpose are you now fulfilling? See, God doesn't answer our prayer point so that we can step out of his purpose. God answering your prayer points is not to take you outside of his purpose. God answering your prayer points is to bring you more in line with his purpose. So we have no excuse. Praise the Lord. Obadiah prepared two caves, 50 prophets in each one. And he was supplying them with food and water. That was a massive operation. And he did it without the knowledge of Jezebel. Do you know how hard that was, <laughs> must have been? He was committed to the purpose of God. He understood that the purpose of God was that these prophets must be preserved. God is looking for people who will further his purpose. God is inviting you into a conversation about even your job. You see, sometimes maybe what we need for that elevation is for us to actually say, God, what is really your plan for this place I'm in? You'll be amazed at what will happen if you only ask God that question. He says, my people, ask, and you shall. Seek, and you shall. Sometimes we don't ask. Or we don't ask right. He says, we ask amiss. Amiss. God has no problem raising, elevating your voice and your stature within your organization. But while, but while you're asking God to do that, maybe one question to ask yourself is, once you have that elevated voice, what are you going to be saying? Is God just going to waste the opportunity he's giving you to advance? Or, but I understood that he needed to prioritize the purpose of God to the point where he was afraid for his life because Jezebel was not messing around. God is saying, yes, you know, perhaps one or two people out there who are afraid for what does it mean if I embrace, I don't want to be viewed as a a fanatic Afraid. The Lord is saying, hey, don't worry about them. You have an audience of one. He says, don't worry about them. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is redeeming time. Redeeming time. Redeeming time. Redeeming time. time. I want to challenge everyone today. Let's rise up on our feet. Spend the last couple of minutes in prayer. Redeeming time. I don't know if I've articulated enough or clearly enough or, you know, well enough what is in the heart of the Father today. But God is looking to do a work of recovery. God is looking to do. He's looking to give many of us testimonies. Testimonies. But well, will we pressing? Will we pressing for the prize? Will we pressing for the prize? Speak to the Father. You know your unique circumstance. All I know is there's there's a certain grace that is available today. There is a certain grace. Open heavens for us. That God is looking for people who will be bold. People who will be bold. People who will be bold. God is looking, He says, My ears are inclined to hear you right now. Tell Him what you want. Perhaps you never thought it was, it never occurred to you to articulate to him why you want to have financial success. Maybe you should think of it in in terms of what it means for the purpose of God. And then tell him, Samuel's mother had a problem. She was barren. But when she finally understood the purpose of God, she reframed her situation a little bit. And that was her key to breakthrough. She said, God, perhaps you are looking for somebody who will serve you. I need a child, but you are looking for a servant. You see, I want to feel that need that you have. God says, oh, okay, (laughs) done. Indeed, I'm looking for somebody. And she got her child. We perhaps just need to rephrase, need to rethink what we're asking God. We can't ask of it for selfish reasons. Because God is not, yeah, he hears our cry. But if you really want God to act, you really want God to move. Move him by his word. Move him by his purpose. Because that is the one thing he will never negotiate. It is not for discussion. (laughs) The purpose of God will always stand. God will never be a liar. He will never be a liar. Let's take the last minute to just surrender ourselves to the purpose of God. And renounce whatever may be standing in the way of that purpose. Lord, we want you to move in our midst right now. Father, let every single person, online, physically, wherever, every single person receive a touch of the Spirit to seal the prayers that we have prayed today in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, let your Holy Spirit move even this very second. Move, Lord. Move, 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 Lord. Thank you, Father. I just see the presence of God in the form of a dove coming into the auditorium. He just comes to remind us of His presence. He is here this very moment. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Lord. Have your way with us. Let the glory be to your mighty name. In Jesus' wonderful name, we have prayed. Amen.